From the studios of Boise State Public Radio News, I'm Samantha Wright, filling in for Jim Goddard. It's Idaho Matters. Anyone who has ever weeded their backyard garden knows what a pain that can be. Now imagine trying to weed up to 6 million plants on 60 acres. That's how many trees Idaho's Lucky Peak Nursery can grow in a year. It's just one of six U.S. Forest Service nurseries around the country. The government spends half a million dollars paying to have those weeds pulled, mostly by hand. And researchers at the University of Idaho Coeur d'Alene are building a robot that will be able to find a weed and get rid of it to help grow more baby trees. Doctoral student Garrett Wells and John Shovek, an associate professor and director of U of I's Center for Intelligent Industrial Robotics, are part of the team building the weeding robot, and they're joining us now. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for having us. I have to say, the first time I heard of this, I thought of the movie Silent Running, 1972, with Bruce Dern, who has three robots, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. The robots go out and take care of this forest that's on a spaceship. And that's the first thing I thought of. My first question has to be, how does a robot know the difference between a weed and a non-weed? I can't even tell the difference in my own garden. So how will the robot be able to figure that out? Let's start there. Mm, That is a good question. Uh, We've been researching various methods for weed detection. And one of the key techniques that we'll be using is machine vision. So we'll have a camera mounted on the robot that will be using either uh, green, the color green emitted from the plants to segment them from the background, which will be the soil. And then we'll use some process, which we haven't selected yet, to identify which plants are going to be eliminated. And thankfully for us, the weeds are fairly easy to identify or differentiate from the crop because we are working with uh, pine trees, so white pine, larch, and ponderosa, and we are trying to weed out pigweed specifically from these fields, which is a broadleaf plant. How will the robot kill the pigweed? We looked at a variety of different methods The one requirement that we were given by the Forest Service is that we not use a mechanical weeding method. Uh, So mechanical methods would be like finger weeders or a hoe that we could tow behind the robot. The reason for that was that the seedlings are developing root balls. That root network is very important to the health and the hardiness of the tree. So the systems that uh, pluck weeds from the soil or till up the soil have a chance of damaging the trees while they're developing. So we uh, eliminated mechanical options and we started looking at either laser-based systems or using electric current to treat weeds, which oddly enough, even though those two are very different mediums of treatment, they use the same principle. They're using heat to kill the weeds. But at this point, we've decided to go with electric current because it is much more efficient. And being a a computer science program with some expertise in electrical engineering, John actually has uh, a higher degree in 
um, electrical engineering, he, um, our expertise and our comfort level is much greater and our confidence based off of the literature that we've reviewed in electric current is much higher. So that is the method that we have selected for this project. Wait a minute. You're going to build a robot that's going to go into a field and electrocute weeds? Yes. <laughs> we'll have a little probe that goes down and touches a leaf on the weed. And then another electrode will ground through the soil and we will transmit a high voltage AC um, current through uh, the plant to kill it. That's incredible. I, I, I'm, I'm still impressed that you can build a robot that can figure out the difference between a baby tree and a weed. And now you're telling me that it's going to be able to go out and electrocute it and kill and kill the weed and leave the tree just fine. There are a lot of aspects of this project that are really interesting and exciting. It was bandied about that we would actually use a blowtorch and fry the weeds that way. <laughs> but I pointed out that our sponsor is the USDA United States Forest Service, and we can't use a blowtorch. I mean, Smokey the Bear is paying us. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, let's talk about that. You want a $139,000 grant. Um, to build the robot. What's the timeline? We'll be using the robot this summer? Yes. So right now in the spring, we are doing the initial research and development of the robotic platform. And then starting in the summer, once the temperature warms up a little bit, we will have a test plot over at the nursery where we can start running field trials and uh, validating our or evaluating our designs in the field. I think the overall timeline for the project is that we'll be doing intense uh, development this year. And then into next year, we will be cleaning up and refining our uh, AI and other uh, system processes. And I was reading um, the, the, the hope behind this. The Forest Service is planning to increase the number of baby trees that it grows each year. It's part of a an act, it's called the Replant Act, and they really want to ramp up baby tree production. Um, and this is part of that, right? That's correct. The idea is, is to have a really a small fleet of these continuously going over the um, trees to weed. So the weeds never get a chance to get big. We go over them every so many days and whatnot. And uh, eventually these, uh, these robots are going to be solar powered. Oh, wow. So what they'll do, they'll plug into their solar power uh, station, charge overnight, and then go back out and weed again. An important thing to remember is Garrett is making these robots autonomous. Nobody is going to have to tell the robot to go out. The robots will just make that decision and navigate by themselves out to the field and then all over the field and then come back home to recharge. So this really is silent running. You really are building Huey, Dewey, and Louie. They're going to be able to <laughs> yeah. go out on their own, do their job, come back, recharge, and then go back out again. But the question I have, does that make Garrett Donald Duck? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I hope not. <laughs> I think it makes it Bruce Dern, but anyways. Yeah, Bruce Dern would be better, for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, so this is obviously a very um, specific application of uh, robotics, AI. You're dealing with one kind of weed in one kind of nursery, 
Um, well, eventually six, six nurseries, but one kind of nursery grows baby trees. So the question is, when you finish up this project, is this something that could eventually maybe someday be expanded out and used in other applications when it comes to weeding and, and other things? Yes, absolutely. Uh, most of the hardware development that we do is just building a general platform that can then be adapted for different nurseries or different environments. All those changes for to use this on different weeds and in different places is mostly just down to software configuration. So we can build an architecture that will work in multiple places. And then when someone says, hey, I would like to use this design uh, for my application, we can help them adjust the algorithms and train new models to best fit uh, the plants that they are working with and their needs. Well, I would think if you, you know, if you can tell it to to find pigweed, you could do something else like go find dandelions or something, depending on the application that, that people want to use. Yeah. And the really interesting part of that is identifying weeds from crops is not dependent as much on the species of the weed. So we don't want to identify what exactly which type of weed we are looking at in an image because that's a much harder problem than telling the difference between a crop and a weed for example hmm. so the goal at the base level is just to say weed not weed and then eliminate um, use the weed control method zap those weeds and then at a higher level we can collect video feeds and data that can later be processed to identify which varieties specifically are found in the field. Um, but that's a much more processing intensive task, requires much more computational power. So we won't likely do that on the robot. Or if we do, we won't be doing that. That won't be the real time output of the system. Fascinating. I love this idea. Um, uh, and, and you said you're going to be working on it throughout the summer, building the robot, and uh, and then hopefully you'll be electrocuting weeds before long, before the end of the year. Absolutely. I will be out buying sunscreen and a hat, I think, pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you both for for coming on the show and telling us about it. This is a great idea, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. We uh, really appreciate it. Come back and talk, chat to us anytime. Thanks for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Samantha Wright. We'll see you tomorrow. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.